First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoitka, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. I am your co-host, Jordan, with the host with the most, Drew. Drew, we are back for our 47th, 47th episode. What's up, dog? I'm in a mood tonight, bro. I'm in a mood. Good. Good. I'm in a mood. It's gonna oh, get, I like you. It's going to get weird. That's how I like you again. Let's get the Let's get the pleasantries out of the way so I can really, really shake things up for you. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be happy with me. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, On the count of three, the two brew salute. Three, two, one. Um, I had a brew gentleman here in Pittsburgh. I have um, Braddock. Wait, I think this is, is, hold on, hold on. General Braddock's. For some reason, I thought it was Braddock's Revenge. It's General Braddock's 6.8. The can is actually shaped like a um, uh, like a Red Bull can, and it's just kind of like black. It's sleek. It's cool. I like it. Uh, it's a good beer. Drew, what do you got? The pumpkin slut has returned. It's that <gasps> time of year. The Southern, king has returned. Southern tier. Pump king. Let's go. The pumpkin slut. He's here. I'm He's pumped. here. My pumpkin slut. I'm ready. I'm can ready you for feel it. him? Ah, uh, so delicious. That is, um, for anybody who doesn't know, 1990s wrestling. That's Paul Bearer. Uh, that's my Paul Bearer impersonation. I was, I was pretty rock solid. I don't think you even had to tell people what you were doing. Uh, yeah, I know. I just like to try and for the people in the back, I like to try and bring them up to speed. Okay. Um, so a uh, little, little boxing dibble and dabble. Before we're scrapping we... it. We're scrapping it. We're scrapping scrapping it? it. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? Joe, you know this isn't the podcast where we talk about world events, serious things. Sure. I, but it, there's been a lot of nonsense going on that hits all all of our main sports. Our, okay. What, what, would you, what would you say our three main sports of topic are? Not including the the most popular segment, the pit stop. Okay, not including the pit stop. Obviously. Um, we touch on boxing, football, and NBA the most. All right. Well, I would probably be, I was going to say boxing, basketball, and golf. Oh, okay. When when did the when do you think at what point in time the world just became like a bunch of bunch of wusses and the everybody gets a trophy thing? Like what what if you had to pick a year, when do you think this started? 2009. Really? That long ago? 2009. Yeah. We I were feel- complaining about it back then. I feel like twenty, like I don't know why I keep wanting to say twenty sixteen. Okay, this season when it started. So like, so here's here's number one. Let's let's start with boxing. Okay, I'm so sick and tired of of Ryan Garcia. This guy. Oh yeah, get in, get in. Like I, get I him, get, Drew. Get listen, him. like I get it. Uh, I uh, listen. It's a cute story. Like you got bullied as a kid, so then you like you know took up boxing. You get to beat the. You know, then you were the tough guy. You're a good-looking kid, you know, chicks like you, you got a lot of Twitter followers, that's the stuff that sells now, nobody cares about who's actually good. This dude, he, 
he's fought one legitimate fighter. He fought, he beat Luke Campbell. Listen, like I like Luke Campbell. Yeah, we he's like Luke fighter. Campbell. We respect him. Luke Campbell's the, but Luke, Luke Campbell's not a, a heavyweight champion. That's your champion. main. That's your top win. Like, and so so he beats Luke Campbell. Okay, he sets himself up to be the mandatory opponent for whether you want to call him the champ or not, Devin Heaney, right? I mean, it's the easiest fight to make in boxing because he's a mandatory. They're both on the zone. Easiest fight in boxing. uh, And he just, he won't fight him. He won't fight him. And so he uses first, first it's like the lore of tank. Okay. Like that I get. Like that maybe. Utrid, fight me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So like maybe maybe you get maybe you can entice Tank's people because you know Floyd like I I think Tank would absolutely eat that kid alive. Oh my god! So it's a huge payday. There's a little bit of a risk in it for Tank, but like I uh, what's his name Barrios was probably a bigger risk for him than Garcia. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But it didn't happen. Then he's then then there was the bullshit with Pacquiao, which was if you if you believe Pacquiao's people, which I I I did. I mean, there's they got no reason to lie. That wasn't even ever considered. Mikey Mikey Garcia, if he wasn't going to fight a welterweight, he was fighting Mikey Garcia. This Ryan Garcia thing was never uh, a thing. Nope. So then he takes. So then he takes a fight against uh, what was this? Who was the dude? Jo- yeah, Fortuna. Who he's like, you know, ranked ten or whatever. But he so he passed up a shot at being a world heavyweight champ, regardless of the Devin Haney thing. He he's not, walking not out there. Not heavyweight. Right? Not heavyweight. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, so yeah, world just champion. A world champion. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he passes that up to fight, you know, the number tenth ranked one hundred and thirty five pounder. Then he gets out of the fight because he's got his you know, he needs his mental break. Whatever whatever nonsense. He's on the beach. He's doing all these things. And then I'm like, all right, whatever. Like maybe they, I get this kid. And then he starts talking shit to Devin Haney after Devin Haney beats Jorge Linares. It almost pitches a shutout. I know Linares stung him, you know, got him in trouble for a couple minutes there. But, I mean, Haney won pretty much every round of that fight. You know, I don't care what the scorecards had. And so he's running his mouth, oh, I would have I slept Linares. I would have done this and that. Yeah, well, guess what, pal? Like, you're on the beach, like, getting a suntan because you don't want to fight. So, like, just shut your mouth. And then, like, you know... And now he's on he's on Twitter talking shit over over the st- or the uh, the banned substance stuff. With Today on Valdez. on Thursday, September second, he was Which we're gonna, popping yeah, off on Twitter. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about it. I mean, Haney and Haney Haney made a you know he tweeted out that everybody in uh, Reyes's camp, which is Canelo, Andy Ruiz, Valdez, and Ryan Garcia, that he's saying they're all in the needle because now Canelo Canelo had a PED issue. Now Valdez has this thing come out where he's te- he gets tested for the uh, not PEDs but gets tested for a banned substance, uh, and then like Garcia's popping off, and then like when Haney's like, "Awesome, like you're saying I can't punch, but you won't fight me," and then like Garcia like goes on about the zone subscribe. He's like he's just a coward, man. Like this is a theme of cowards because like what does Devin Haney's the zone subscription have to do with you fighting like you can fight him like you can you can show him that you're the man and he's not good and you're like a big tough guy but you won't get in the ring with he's not even going to fight him that he's going to fight Jojo Diaz which is hilarious like I, Ryan Garcia is the biggest he is he's like the poster boy of everybody gets a trophy I've never done anything look at me look at me I think I'm the I think I'm the greatest after it, and then not, I've, I totally forgot how he shit on Tio's, uh, like Tio being undisputed. All oh, the belts don't matter. Like get the fuck. Yeah, out I of was here. gonna say that thing about the the belts don't matter. Yeah, yeah get, exactly. get the fuck out of here with this kid. This kid's a fucking loser. I I hope to God the next guy that fights him, 
I hope we have like a Warrington Lars situation where the dude just catches him and knocks him. Well, yeah, just like, or Campbell. Campbell caught him, but someone actually finishes that kid. I'm so sick of him. So that's boxing. Let's get a trophy. Let's let's go to the NBA now. Speaking of cowards, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, Big Ben, the big former baby Ben, my former son, my former son. So. Him and big tough guy, Rich Paul, the luckiest fucking guy alive because he grew up next door to LeBron James, so now he's got this empire. So now these guys, so now they're telling the Sixers, by the way, the guy that's under contract for four years, that the team has done nothing, nothing but coddle him. They, anything he wanted... They've given him when he was when he was hurt. They respected him not wanting to play the last thirty games when he really only did that so that because he wouldn't have won Rookie of the Year and he wanted that that was something he had to have. So he sat out the whole year. Uh, when it came down to him or Jimmy Butler, they picked him and they let Jimmy Butler go. This whole nonsense where oh I have to be a point guard. They're they're like, we'll let you be point guard. This guy's telling them that he doesn't want to he doesn't want to play for them now and that he's not showing up to training camp unless they trade him and he's but he only wants to go to three teams in California. Are you fucking kidding me? What where are we right now? What world do we live in where like this is this is a Look, thing? And like the other, the other thing I told you and, and Teddy in, in the group chat uh, group text uh, friend of the pod Teddy, I said, "Look, if he goes, because I think what the Warriors are the, the the lead, the front runners right now. If if he goes to the Warriors, I said hack a Ben, will pay double dividends because number one, you're putting that fool on the line, but number two, uh, like the whole the biggest thing you could do on defense against the Warriors is get the ball out of uh, Steph's hands and Clay's hands. And that's exactly what you're gonna do by putting uh, Ben Simmons on the line. Like I, I said, they don't even they didn't haven't even like di- tripped over or d- discovered the metric yeah. that will show like how valuable it will be to, to hack a Ben at the end of of the game if he's on the Warriors. Like they didn't e- they haven't even found a way to measure it yet. I promise. It's it's so absolutely absurd, and it's just like like who the fuck is this guy? Like you gotta be kidding me! Like, he's bro, done nothing, like, Lebowski. Bro, like, bro, you're in this situation because of you, like you. And then he's blaming the fans. The team has it's, failed because of you. Yeah. And then that, then somehow this guy learned how the, to shoot, yeah, dude. This guy it got on this thing about like, oh, the fans are too hard on these guys. This, this, this. I'm like, what are you trying to talk, Philly? Like, what fan base would be? They so, gave you years, dude. What to fan, learn yeah. how to shoot a jump? First off, the Sixers fans. Your job. The Sixers fans have been nothing but supportive of him. Even like the, I think I've read about Markel Fultz before. The Sixers fans supported that dude all the way until he quit because they gave his they gave his playing time to an undrafted rookie in TJ McConnell. Like the, the, the I was I'm at all the I was at all the games like when they were terrible. I was at these games. Like, we're cheering and supporting these guys. You know. Tell me the fan base that would be cheering a dude when he passed a wide-open dunk in the final two minutes of a playoff game because he was afraid that he might get fouled going up. Like, what fa- What fan base is cheering that? Maybe the Magic because they're happy they're just in the second round. I don't even understand. Not, not me. I don't even understand people's mindsets. And the fact that this is like, like that's what's wrong with like the NBA in particular. But like, but this is like normal. Like, oh, this guy's, you know, he wants out. Rich Paul, this and that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I wish LeBron, like, and I, I don't want to bring LeBron in. I wish he would just like tweet something and be Call like. Call up his buddy and be like, hey. Be like, dude, like this isn't, yeah, like you don't behave like this in a democracy. You know, go put your big boy pants on. 
Like this is it's insane to me. Like got this, this is a book of bad ideas. Yeah, it's like and the fact that like it's a golf rich ball, he's you know, he's pulling and people are celebrating him pulling a power play. I'm like, dude, this is just like stupid. It's like why do we even have a league? Like why do we have anything? I said let them all sign one year. That's what contracts. I said. Yeah, everybody sign a one year contract. You can go play wherever you want. Everyone be happy. You know what it be? Not oh, no, we well we need the guaranteed money. We're like, I, I, fucking. You can't cow- have both. You can't have guaranteed money for years and get to change your team every year. Another fucking coward. Like this. This is as if he couldn't get any lower in like the way he's behaved. Like now, now this this happened. It's just like. Bro, like who's who's representing these people? That's just all like, right. All right, next one, next one. Come come at me, Brooksy. Is that your next one? D. Shambo, whatever his what is it, Bryson D. Shambo? Am I yeah. saying his name right? Yeah, you you got it, you got it. Wow, you actually got Bryson it, Bryson D. Shambo. Oh my god, just like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, I almost got. Oh, that. nailed it. I think that was pretty good. Yeah, it was close. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? So like He's now Brooksy. it came. That's so who. first first off. One of the most amazing hour and a half uh, endings to a golf tournament on – it was Sunday, right? Uh, yes. Sunday He's afternoon. A, it's, yeah. The it's playoff. A, him, Catley. Patrick Cantley. 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 Uh, these guys, like, bro – or, uh, yeah, like, DeChambeau is just, you know, driving 400 yards, getting to the – you know, almost on the green of one – and you know Cantlay's, you know, hitting duffs, and then he's he's making like eighty foot putts, like they're friggin', you know, gimmies. And Bryson, Bryson's missing 12, 12 footers nonstop. Five footers, yeah, yeah. Playoff after playoff after playoff. One guy hits it, you know, ten feet to the pit on a par three. Then the other guy hits it six feet to the pit. Just awesome golf. And then Cantlay sinks. What was that? A fifty-five foot putt. I hit. think it was I think it was twenty five foot, but yeah, it was insane uh, on, on the final hole. The final hole, yeah, yeah, it was. I think it was twenty five. Yeah, it was just insane, and it wasn't like straight in. Like it was, it was, it was just, up over a ridge. Yeah, it was so great. Like, and it's like, man, this is awesome. Like these guys like went at it, and like, you know, I when uh, yeah, it was just so great. And then this dude won't. Then he won't even. You know, he's such a sore loser. He wouldn't talk to the media afterwards. It's like, what? What is your deal, bro? And then if that wasn't bad enough, um, you know, of course, during the match, his nonsense, fire ants, all these things. At one point, he tells uh, he he like at, he tells Cantley not to walk somewhere because he's like somewhere and he, he's in he's in like the decimal point of his peripheral vision. Just being, yeah. just being a jerk, like like this. It's supposed to be a gentleman's game. Pa- like, Patrick, like, Patrick, can you stop walking behind me? Yeah, like whatever nonsense he was doing. Um, and so now. Apparently, I guess I, you know, and I don't know if they caught it because I didn't watch the whole thing. But obviously, now when he's hitting the ball, people are yelling Brooksy because Brook, the, him and Kepka is probably the greatest rivalry in sports right now. And it's actually it actually makes golf interesting. And like without Tiger, you probably want to have as many interesting things going on to get people to watch your product. But now the PGA's come out and said that that's basically considered taunting, and they're not going to allow the fans to be yelling Brooksy when Bryson's like playing golf are you fucking kidding me how mentally weak are and, and i and, and listen <laughs> it, like how mentally weak are you that like so he's allowed to be this like obnoxious jerk trying to like you know well these are you know there's fire ants here that's an animal I, that counts i get to move my ball like what his bullshit what that bullshit is like so he gets to basically just do whatever he wants and it's like because he can't handle some heckling fans now we got to put in this rule to change this stuff are we suspended? serious Doug, kick him off the tour. 
Uh, unbelievable shooter. Unbelievable. Like I, I, I couldn't believe the news of this stuff Look, this week. Shoot, shooter. Had to play when there was a couple fat naked bikers having sex off of 14. He had a chip off a guy's foot, for God's sakes. Are you kidding me? And this guy can't play golf with people yelling Brooksy? Like, it's just unbelievable, man. And it's just like, this is like this is where we are in 2021. Like, you know like what these... Shooter did? He yelled at him and said, go back to your shanties and sunk the putt. That, yeah. That's that's what real villains do. Yeah. And, like, these guys are all pussies. Like, all of them. Like, they're all, like, it's insane. Even And even with the, and we'll talk about it here, like, the Valdez stuff. It's like, ah, oh, they should just let everybody take the PED. It's like, what? <laughs> then we don't have to worry about people, you know, people breaking the rules if you just let everybody use them. I'm like... That's if there that, are that, no rules, nobody yeah. can break them. Yeah, it's like so that's what we're doing. We're just like everybody just take whatever just take whatever drug you want. Like it's fine, no big deal. Like if everybody can do it, then we're fine. It's, I took all the drugs I wanted before we started. I, I hope you did, man. I need I, I need I need something. What 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 do they give you to calm down? Prozac? Is that whatever uh I, I just can't. This is insane. Uh, I, we're drinking beer, I don't know. I it's just obnoxious. Like this world we live in again where it's like uh, we def- and these people like people like def- are defending all these guys. I'm like, what is there to defend? They're just they're just losers. They're literally losers. Let I mean, I mean, they're. Zahir. I mean, I'm more of a loser sitting in my mom's basement recording a podcast. But at least I got a pair of balls on me. My God, they're you're all hiding behind. Mom. You're not in your mom's basement. Give yourself more credit. Uh, they're all hiding behind people. It's just it's so obnoxious. Like true. And- Oh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, hey Ben, like you want to, you want to say something? Why don't you go have an interview and not be a douchebag and say something yourself? Don't let like little Rich Paul like talk for you and do your business. Like be, be, be a man. Ryan Garcia, get, get, get a, get a, get a contract, get a contract over to Devin Haney and get in the ring and end this shit. Don't just do your little like Twitter, Twitter little battle with your thumbs. Eh, eh, eh. So send, send tweet. <laughs> yeah, what a loser. True. Guys are losers. Speaking, Heck. speaking, speaking of the society we live in now. Heck, Jake, of, a fi- Jake, heck of a fifteen-minute rant, bro. Thank you, Jake Paul and Woodley. <laughs> eight round. I, I guess you're gonna call that an eight-round professional fight that just happened over the weekend. I, I don't know. Uh, my only commentary is that I'm shocked that it went. I thought it was, it was only eight. I thought it was like ten. No, nah, it was an eight-rounder. I'm shocked it went the distance either way. Uh. Yeah, so so Jake Paul won by split decision. Uh, he lay, he yeah. Uh, I did, we didn't watch it. Our uh, you know, Teddy front of the pod. He found a. Uh, I mean, he definitely didn't find an illegal stream and pirate cable. He's not that kind of guy. No, not that um, kind of guy. No, he's not. Uh, so he was kind of giving me the rundown, and basically Woodley was starting out real slow. He was afraid to throw punches. Uh, so Jake Paul took a lot of the early rounds, and then in the fourth, he caught Paul. To the point where he he flung and basically flew into the ropes, which was probably the controversy of the night. Um, and then they exchanged the next four rounds back and forth. Um, and he, again, so he ended up winning on two of the cards. Woodley won on the one. I went back and watched some of the highlights. Uh, Jake Paul should have got, she should have won by unanimous decision because I just don't know how you gave, someone gave Woodley more rounds than him. The, the the big controversy, if you actually went by the scorecards, it should have been a draw because in the fourth round when Woodley caught Jake Paul and he fell through the ropes and, like, caught himself, like, that's a knockdown. I don't I, – I guess that's why, like, it, I mean, you might as well call it an exhibition fight because they're not even adhering to, like, rules. 
So uh, if they would have counted that as a knockdown, the judge that gave it 77-75 to Jake Paul would have had it 76-all. So it would have been a... Uh, it would have been a draw. Uh, the most exciting part was after the fight where uh, Jake Paul obviously was making excuses for his poor performance because that's what we do now. It's not just that, you know. He had the, other, the other guy performed well. Yeah, something's wrong with you. He had leg. He's been training for 18 months or some some nonsense. You know, athletes that train every day for all their lives, you know, they uh, go out and perform and don't have issues. But uh, And then Woodley was saying he wanted to rematch, uh, forget Tommy Fury, uh, let's do it again. And Jake Paul's like, ah, we, we did it. Um, the only other observation I had was that Woodley, Woodley was kind of, like, even his punches, he was still punching with that like MMA style, which obviously, you know, isn't effective in boxing. Uh, but that's all I had. Uh, whatever. If you wasted your money on that shit, I, I feel sorry for you. I have no comment on that. There you go. Uh- um, but boxing this weekend, we have Laura Warrington two, two. So, uh, for me, I think the most significant thing about Laura Warrington one was, I think that was your first use of spaghetti legs on, on the pod. I want to say on the Is pod that... or talking to you on the pod, I think. Oh, maybe could have been, I, I didn't go back and listen to all of our prior, prior episodes, oddly enough, but Anyway, so so well, it was like September. Yeah, well, it was September, November. So yeah, or it was like September, October, November time frame. I think. Yeah, so so basically, Laura was like a late kind of addition, um, and oh, I'm getting an echo. I hope it doesn't come through. Um, Laura, Laura, Laura was like a late ad, and he just snuck up and caught um, uh, Warrington, and it was supposed to be like Warrington's like you know, moment and, and Laura just came in and, and knocked him out. Uh, T well, I guess TKO, I, I guess eventually, but yeah. Um, so, and it was what, uh, Laura only has like eight, eight or nine fights, right? Uh, I don't know. That's a good thing. He had eight. I think he had eight coming into the last one. Um, but he, he's a Mexican. This is, this is going to be in, um, in, uh, Britain again. Um, so it's actually going to be like five. I think the main event's five o'clock on it's Saturday. In his, yeah, it's, it's in his hometown, uh, Warrington's. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 going to be. It's on it's on the zone. Uh, the the card starts at two. I think they're going to come on like around five. Um, I, I'm, you know, we can just get into the predictions here, Drew. Uh, I have the odds. Um, I think that Warrington's going to win on the cards. Um, my heart is telling me to pick Laura by knockout again, just for similar reasons that happened last time. But like I have, um, Franco Maloney stuck in my head where I, like, I was kind of thinking the same thing. And then Franco came back just like so much stronger. And I just kind of feel like Warrington's going to come back stronger. So the odds I have Warrington is minus 150 for the win. Laura at... Plus one twenty for the win. Over under in rounds. What do you think? Uh, it's a twelve round fight, right? Yeah. Um, eight and a half. Ten and a half. Okay. All right. And it's minus one forty eight to go over and plus one ten to go under. Okay. Uh, I agree. I think Warrington's gonna win on the cards. I, uh, I mean, the it was surprising. 
it it was surprising that he engaged into a uh, a toe to toe in the trenches fight in the first one because that's not really that's not really his style and that's just plays into the Mexican what, style. Yeah, what Laura wants to do. I think you I, you know he had just vacated the title because you know they were messing around with mandatories. And he wanted to fight Zukan, who just he just got upset uh, a couple weeks ago. So I think I feel like he was trying to just put on a show to really make a statement to set up a big fight, and it just backfired. He got caught, uh, and he underestimated Laura. I don't think he does that this time. I think he's going to actually box. I, I I'm going to compare this to that's Franco Maloney's a good comparison, but I think it's going to be more like uh, I compare it more to Joshua Ruiz. Okay. Yeah. Where, that jo- makes sense. yeah. where Joshua engaged with Ruiz a little too cutely, and then uh, he got stung in the temple, and he just he just never recovered. Lasted a few more rounds, and, and, then, the, got... this, and then the second one, he comes out and just kind of jabs him to death. Yeah, jabs and boxes him. So I, I think Warrington will win the cards, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, moving right along on that card. I, by the way, I've been telling you to watch Katie Taylor for a while. You have. She, she's she's on the card, man. Um. De- you definitely watch her. She she's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna do that ASAP. Uh, well, you can't do it ASAP. You have to wait till Saturday. Oh. Um. Okay. A couple other boxing notes. Um. We said we were gonna have our uh, purse bid battle, but that got pushed back till what the 14th. It's so absurd. So yeah, Crawford like, Porter. Why can't boxing just do like simple I don't, well, things? I also don't it's, get it's a it. Simple thing. I don't understand why. Why? Yeah, why? Ma- why can't we just have anything nice? Why? But it's also dumb because it's like, all right, they're gonna let Top Rank and PBC negotiate. Like, just let them bid then. Like, I don't understand. Like, they they had a thirty days to to figure it out. They, they had didn't. a long yeah or more right yeah. And it's like okay, like they one of them still may want to have like still one may want to promote the fight. All right, well go bid on it. Like you have to do now. It makes no sense unless they're unless unless they're underhandedly like worried that like Triller's gonna ha- like throw fake money because now Triller's not even paying people, so it's like bullshit. I I don't understand it. They they have a fight date if it's top ranked. Uh, if they end up doing, it. I think November twenty fourth in Vegas is what Aram said. So like we wouldn't have to wait all that long, but it's just like why? Why do we have to keep waiting for this for, nonsense? For Cra- Crawford and um. Porter. Sean Porter. I don't know if we said that out loud, but I did. Yeah, I, I did. Okay. Okay. After, thanks. After you meandered around it, um, my bad. It is your bad. Get your shit together. Um, yeah, it sucks. I was really looking for. Well, it was. Yeah, it was supposed to be today. It was going to be live streamed on Facebook. Uh, you know, Porter looked very. He. he, he we, I watched. Uh, I watched his pod this week. Um, Porter Way podcast. He doesn't do enough self advertising. So, don't know if anybody's heard of it. Yeah, I'm going to do it for him. Um, he yeah, he see pumped. Those guys see pumped, and now we gotta wait two. Weeks. It it sucks. It's bullshit. Uh, yeah. Then Oscar Valdez uh, test positive for he tested positive. His other sample tested positive for the diuretic, right? Uh, no, I think it was something other than the diuretic. I thought the diuretic was the first thing, and then they came back and said it was his other thing. Well, that was his. So he had two samples. Um. The first one was originally a diuretic that then they Coppinger changed the story and said it was something else. But I think the other sample came back positive for the original. No, no, it was, no, it was, it was confirmation of both. 
Both. Okay. All right. Both, well, both you, of that second one, which is like a more direct PED. Yeah, and and that, for anyone that's like, oh, well, what what is the big deal about a diuretic? It well, for twofold. One, it helps you cut fly, weight. Well, yeah, it helps you cut weight, which you're you know that you're putting yourself at an advantage by doing that. But also, it also helps get your system clean. You know, of all the PEDs you just took. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's. That's that's what that does. So that's why those substances are banned. Uh, the bullshit, and I should have done this in my rant. The nonsense that these guys, oh, we, we didn't know, we didn't, I didn't know whatever I did, whatever I took had the substance in it. I ate this steak Dude, at this Mexican restaurant. It had all this extra testosterone. Nobody, nobody at these levels of being professional athletes puts anything in their bodies without knowing what's in it it just it's that in 2021 that's not this isn't 1989 where like i believe the fury does (laughs) yeah uh i was gonna say it's not 1989 where like larry burge just going to a random liquor store picking up a six pack of budweiser and just like crushing them and god only knows like what you know what might be going on there like every everybody knows what's what's being put into their body so this that's bullshit. Like I don't, I don't want to hear the excuses. And the craziest part, they're gonna let him fight. That just came. That just came out an hour ago. They're gonna let him fight. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever uh, Native American tribe it is. Where is it? It's is Arizona. It Arizona. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna let him fight. Like, at, like he took PEDs, and they're gonna let him get in a ring and punch another person. Yeah. And and look, I think I'm the most excited about this fight of anybody that we've. Uh, that we've come across like because i just can't say so you love that guy yeah and and again correct me if i'm wrong cuban right what's that isn't he isn't he a cute is he a cuban ah i mean you know better than me i know um uh, yeah he's he's a cuban he was an olympian um and so like he's just trying to uh, like he's he's on he's basically he's on the rise. He did he did his Olympic stuff. He's on the rise, and I, like I, to me, like Valdez is catching him at the wrong time. Like Conceição is just coming into his own. Like he's KO'd a bunch of dudes in a row. Like he looks fast. He looks powerful. And now Valdez was is taking these roids. He looked as big as friggin' Canelo. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, uh, Canelo is what one sixty eight. And yeah. and and what and Valdez fights at one thirty. Like yeah. what the hell? Sorry, I'm reading that he just posted his article. So the commissioner declined to explain why Valdez can proceed to fight when reached by ESPN. Sources said the commissioner opted to ignore the voluntary anti-doping association guidelines. Yeah, because they want money and they want the fight to happen, and they and so they're going to let it happen. Look. I, I, I'm I'm pumped for this fight. I'm officially rooting for Conceição. Um I was I was a little bit more neutral coming in. I kind of liked Conceição as a live dog, and now I'm, I'm just flat out rooting for him now. Um, like I said, I I really do think that Valdez is catching Conceição at the absolute wrong time. Like I think in their mind wow. they're get, they're getting like a, an opponent who's like kind of a name. And I th- I think I think it's just wrong place, wrong time. I think I think Conceição. I don't. I want him to win. I'm rooting for him. I'm not predicting a win, but I think he's, I think he can win, and I think he's going to give him a scare and a hell of a fight, and maybe win. Here's a uh, what do you call it? The founder of Balco. I That's perso- in two weeks. That's in two yeah. weeks. I personally have given athletes uh, Fener 
Fenermin. That's Victor Conte. Victor Conte is the one yeah. defending these people. I personally have given athletes Fenermin. I know what it does. It is very powerful. It is like methamphetamine. Wow. That is that is something. It's not uh, the or then it was the herbal. Oh, he thought it was from an herbal tea that he was drinking. It's not an herbal tea. The molecular structure of phenamine is not an herbal tea. It's dog ate my homework stuff. No promoter wants to lose money. This is not contained in supplements. This is designed to help you cut weight. It's an op- it's an appetite suppressant, which is what you're doing when you're cutting weight. It's prescription only medication. Does he have a doctor's prescription? Let's see it. Uh, pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Boxers, boxing commentators. Look, Reynoso, like, like these guys can defend themselves all you want, but like this is more than once now where like his fighters and we were praising him earlier in the year as like you know trainer of the year and everything. Yeah, and and like boxing in general, we were singing its praises through the first half of the year. What have you guys done? Boxing is is like it is in sh- like. It took two quarters for it to be awesome, and in in the past quarter, it has it has shot itself in the foot. Big time. What in the hell is going on between Fury Wilder, like the purse bids, Tio, like now this like guy with a PD, you're gonna let him fight? Like, what the hell's going on? All these guys ducking each other. It's just one thing after another. Yeah, and boxers, commentators, and all, everybody is shitting on Valdez, Renéso, and uh, the decision to let this guy fight. Like Twitter is running wild right now on these guys. So we'll see. The two, the two beers pods running wild on them too. Cause yeah, this, this is absurd. Yeah, and then the last bit of boxing news: uh, we have we got a date, October twenty third, Herring Stevenson. Let's go. Yeah. That's going to be fun. In the ATL. Yeah, I'm rooting for Herring there. All right, let's get off of boxing. Um, uh, okay, run through a couple couple sports here. Um, PGA Championship um, started today, actually. Um, and again, Drew, we, we covered the the awesome, um, uh, whatchamacallit from last week. The, the, the playoff. playoff, yeah. And so, um, six rat. It was six, six, six playoffs, six playoff holes, right? Or was it five? I, I lost track. I don't know. I think it was, f- yeah, I, I want to say it was at least, at least six. All right. But, yeah. We'll go six. Yeah. He, they played 24 holes of golf, I think. Yeah. 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 So, um, they're in East Lake in Atlanta this week. Um, and the way it works in the championship, and I was telling Drew this, is that they basically take the FedEx points throughout the year and instead of, keeping the points uh running forward they start everybody out at a different score to start the championship tournament so patrick cantley was number one in points he starts out at minus 10 this tournament dechambeau was second in points he starts out at minus eight Finau was third minus seven john rom fourth minus six etc um now the scorecard after day one um which i have here Patrick Cantlay went minus three today. He's minus 13. John Rahm made a big move, minus five today, so he's now minus 11. He's within two of Cantlay. Harrison English. Is it Harris or Harrison? I forget. Harris Harris English. Minus four today. He's at minus eight. DeChambeau went one under. He's at minus eight. Um, 
Cam Smith went minus two. He's at minus seven. JT went minus three. He's at minus seven. Kevin Na went minus four. He's at minus six. Fina, one of the few guys that went uh, over on the cards, plus two. He's at minus six. Uh, and then there's a gaggle of dudes tied for 10th at uh, minus gaggle. five. Gaggle, that's, that's such an undervalued word, gaggle. In- including uh, your boy Kepka and, and DJ. They're both at minus five, tied for 10th, and Jordan Spieth. Um, so basically the odds as of today are John Rom plus 175. So the betters really think he's going to make up that two-shot deficit over the course um, of the next three days. Cantlay is plus 240. So it's kind of down between those two. And then DeChambeau's plus 700. Justin Thomas plus 1,400. Harris English uh, plus 2,000, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so oh, I, I, I missed the minus four. Uh, Victor Hovland is, is fourth, right? Where, where is it? Um, fourth, 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 fourth. Where'd it go? Uh, Victor Hovland's fourth, I, 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 but I missed that. Anyway, um, I, I think John Rom's going to tank it. And I'll tell you what, I, all I want is Cantlane, John Rom, and that final final pairing. And that's kind of like, stop what you're doing, put it on. Because the way Cantlay punt, putted last weekend, and the way John Rom has been putting for the last year, <laughs> like, my goodness. It's going to be like, you know, uh, what, what do they say? Drive for show, putt for dough. Yep. And like these dudes are gonna put on a damn show on the putting green, and I, I'm I'm pumped for it. There, I don't know if they'll be able to stay in one, the one-two position for the next two days and come in Sunday in the final pairing, but that's what I'm hoping for. Nice. Uh, what you, you got anything to add there, Brooksy? Brooksy, <laughs> nice. Well that's all done. I got. Kep Kep is gonna find a way to win. Oh, Kepka's gonna find a way to win. Nice. That's all I got. I'm I'm taking John Rom. Um so other playoff news. NASCAR. NASCAR. I'm in, I'm invoking uh section four of the Two Beers Pod uh co host agreement. And I'm I'm going longer than a minute. I'm going open ended. So co host. I I don't have a co host. Yeah, I'm the co you're the host, I'm the co host. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I allow it. Okay. Like I said, section four of the agreement. You, you, your attorney has a copy. Uh, I'll have to pull up the PDF. Um. All right. So last week was Daytona. I thought it was going to be a boring race because they changed some of the specs. No, it was a great race. Way better than I was expecting. There was lots of passing and jockeying. Um. At the end, there was a handful of guys who were who were kind of like jockeying for the win. And the way the NASCAR playoffs work is if you win, you're in. So they were, like, coming down the end, like, really trying to to go for the win here, especially number 17, Chris Boucher. Uh, he ended up getting passed and wrecked and just, you know, his dream fell short. Um, Blaney ended up taking the win uh, on the restart. So that, that was fun. Um, it was his second win in a row going into the playoffs. The two playoff uh like uh, fi- the final spot of the playoffs came down to two guys, number eight Reddick, number three Austin Dillon. Reddick, they both ended up wrecking at various points, but Reddick ended up squeaking out that final spot. Um, now for the playoffs, a uh, couple things here: the points reset, but you get bonus points for the wins and the stage wins you had earlier in the year. 
So going into the playoffs, Kyle Larson, who had the most wins, has the most points to start the playoffs. He is the favorite to win the championship at plus 240. And Chase Elliott is the next closest. Drew, he won last year. He's the Hooters car Ooh. Uh, at plus 650. Um, so those are your two favorites going in. I'm more of a thigh guy myself, but... More of a thigh guy? Yeah. Hey, you get all kinds of chicken there. That's true. Um, so they... Uh, although I haven't been to a Hooters in at least 10 years. What's, what's the last time you were at a Hooters? Uh... Probably when we went after the golf outing for the leadership program. Yeah, so 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, I think. Um, so the way NASCAR works is 16 drivers make the playoffs, um, and the playoffs are 10 races. And after every three races, four drivers miss the cut. Um, if you win, you auto-advance to the next stage. Um, and then for the final race, you're down to four uh, guys for the championship. Uh, and then, you know, they, it's still cumulative points up to that point. So say somebody's beaten, uh, has like 25 more points than, uh, the guy in second. Well, the guy in second has to finish that many more spots ahead of the guy, you know, the guy that to make up the gap of 25 points. Yeah. So as they're, as they're racing, if one guy's in seventh and one guy's at second, the broadcast is letting you know, like, oh, he has to beat him by, you know, f- not he has to beat him by seven spots, not five spots. So you're watching it like, holy crap, like, is this person going to make a pass? And to like, it, it's really interesting the way the way it comes down. Um, so this week is Darlington, South Carolina, first race of the playoffs, one point three six six mile oval track. Uh, it's steep corners and f- and flat straightaways. It's it's a concrete track. Uh, this is our second time here this year. In May, Martin Truex Jr. dominated. This time around, uh, our picks are going to be Larson's the favorite at plus 325, Truex plus 550, Hamlin plus 600, and Bowman is our long shot at plus 2,000. Um, and just a reminder that in NASCAR... Even though it's the playoffs, all the cars, 40-plus cars, are still running because, you know, when you somebody sponsors you, like, you got to – like, they, you still got to go out there and rep your sponsors. And if someone who's not in the playoffs wins, like, that's okay. They still do, like, the points and everything. Um, but it's a big deal because, number one, it's hard to win a NASCAR race. Number two, you're getting all that airtime for your sponsors, which just yeah. leads to, to more money and more spons- – bigger and better sponsors down the road. Um. So it's important that the other cars are out there running. Plus, it's important for like just the pace of the race and the drafting and all that. Um, and so it's funny because historically, in the olden days of NASCAR, it was just all cumulative points. So every race was like a mini championship because every race counted towards towards the championship. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the way the purists of NASCAR is like it. Uh, Na- the NASCAR purist fans like it. They kind of like hate the playoff thing, but I, I like it. I think it's kind of cool. But like under the old way, like Dale Earnhardt would have the championship wrapped up like halfway through the season because he would have so many wins. So like that this way like helps like fight that. So anyway, that's where we are. Playoffs start this week. Darlington, the weird, uh, weird length, one point three six six mile track. Looking forward to it. 
here we go. Last Sunday without football, because then a lot a lot of NASCAR fans kind of like attention gets divided when football starts. So, gotcha. There it is. There it is. Ah, quick swig. Um, quick MLB update. Um, uh, I, they're doing it again, man. The Phillies. What are they doing? Seven in a row. Seven wins in a row. <laughs> they're a game. They're a game out of first place. <laughs> out of first? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Game and a half. I have here right oh, now. Oh, is it a game and a half now? Maybe there's uh, there's probably games uh, goings on right now. Yeah, the, the, maybe the Braves won. Uh, uh it's just just. Uh, just torturing my back in. Torturing my soul, bro. Ugh. So they're two games out of the wild card, Drew. That's that's not gonna happen. The West the West is too good. And then you uh, have and San then Diego's you have a half San Diego's a half game back of Cincy. St. Louis is two and a half back. So it's kinda like Cincy, San Diego, Philly, and St. Louis. Yeah. Um The Mets are in shouting distance, maybe five back. Oh maybe. my Oh my god, we didn't oh. Now I need to write on myself. We didn't even talk about those losers. Oh the, yeah, that's oh my oh my god. The Mets Forget, players yeah. complaining about being booed, so then they 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 get a hit, and then they they they're boo booing the fans. the fans. Like what a <laughs> what a bunch of losers. Like what I can't babies. I, I couldn't even believe that. If the if the Mets fans had any integrity, they wouldn't even show. They nobody would show up to the next home game. Like they would just all just not show up. Be like, okay, cool, we're not coming to the game. Yeah, just like Pirates fans. Who it was Baez, right? It was Baez who's, who's who's been there for. He's been there. He's Hobby been there. Baez, yeah, bro. And he's I, been there for. Else too. He's been there for three weeks, and in that span, he set the record for most strikeouts in a single game by the Mets, and he's the first, probably the first Mets player to boo the fans. I like this guy is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I Do- can't believe Do- I forgot that in my rant. Yeah, me either. Dodgers uh, are back in first, although it looks like San Fran tied him up tonight. Um, the Mets were scaring the Rays, but it looks like the Rays took a couple games ahead of them. Uh, my biggest thing that I wanted to say mean was the Yan- that... You mean the Yankees? What did I say? You said the Mets. Uh, well, it's oh, crazy. Yeah, the Yankees. The Rays, they, well, they just dropped their last two. They went on, they were on a, they were on an eight-game winning streak right after the Yankees, uh, went did on their... A big winning streak. Yeah, now they, they won eight in a row and made some separation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, um, well, yeah. What was Go I going to say? Uh, I had something, but see, here's here's the thing about the Phillies, right? They've won, they've won six in a row. They've, uh, you know, they've beaten some decent teams. They got a, they got a, they got a series with the Marlins here. Bet you the Marlins sweep them. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. They're going to get swept yeah. by the friggin' Marlins. Ugh. Yeah, it will. What other, what other baseball stuff you got? Anything good? Um, yes, I. There is one more thing that's good. So. Uh, at the beginning of the year, the Pirates over-under was 57.5, and, and I was saying, like, they should easily cover that. So I was crunching the numbers today. Crunch them. They're at, um, uh, let me see here. They 48, 48, 48 wins. Yep, 48 wins, which is like a 30, 360 win percentage. Um, to get to 58 wins, they have 29 games left. Um they they only need to win at something like a three ten mark on the rest of the way to to get hit the over. So they they could actually do worse than they've been doing and still hit the over. Um, and all of their games are against like crappy teams. Other than they they have three series with the Reds and one series with the Phillies. So you don't know what Phillies team you're gonna get. Yep. 
Um, but like it's all like Marlins and Cubs and like just real crappy teams. So the Pirates are probably going to hit that over. And that was kind of easy. But anyway, that's okay. it on baseball for now. Okay, okay. Which brings us to the parlay, 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 parlay. We hit it last week. We did. Um, we did. I crushed that college football game. You got the baseball game. I pulled it out of your butt. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe they were down 4 nothing. What a rally in the seventh. Yeah. Um, our boys here, the the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers won by 38 tonight, Ooh. covering the 31-point spread. Ooh. It was a 33-point spread. It was 33-point spread they covered. Um. We didn't have that, but I'm just bringing it up because Chanticleers, baby. Um, anyway, so 14 and a half bucks will be the bet this week. So, Drew, you you have a game picked out? I do. What you got, dude? Saturday night, Yankees over the Orioles. Oh, sticking with baseball. I thought for sure you were going to go with Warrington. Uh, well, you got pick yours and watch me convince you to throw the Warrington fight in there for just giggles. That's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go Warrington for giggles. And then what, what the, the, blah, 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 the game I was going to say was, um, I just can't get off of this game. I don't know why. Smack me if you have to. If it loses, I'm an idiot. But Oklahoma, number two. Uh, has is is playing Tulane. It was supposed to be a home game for Tulane, but because of Ida, they had to move it to Oklahoma. Now Oklahoma's being good sports about it. And they're giving Tulane like the the uh the uh what the revenue like the the game uh like the ticket receipts and all that. So they're 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 you know being real real fair to Tulane since it was supposed to be their home game, but it's going to be an Oklahoma home game. Oklahoma, it's against Tulane. The spread is thirty-one and a half. I bet they win like fifty-six nothing. Like I, I'm, I'm going. Right. That's that's my pick. Oklahoma to cover the thirty-one and a half. All right, let's do it. Because you figure Tulane is, which I was talking about this. My brother is actually like, yeah, I'm taking Tulane. They're gonna rally like around the adversity. I'm like, eh. So actually, the last time they played was in 2017, and Oklahoma beat them 56-14. I'm I'm guessing that Tulane has a lot more adversity and like who knows if they've been able to practice and yeah so thirty one and a half Oklahoma uh you we gonna throw the Warrington in there minus one fifty or whatever yeah. it was let's put Warrington in there to win G- gonna get weird yeah it's, and uh, then Yankees to beat the what was the Orioles yeah on Saturday night three way it's, it's my favorite kind of way I'll drink to that. Oh yeah, um, and then oh Ohio State defensive touchdown, um. Okay, so that brings us to beer two. Oh, I need to finish this beer. Come on, gotta, man! You got you got to keep me on my toes. Got to hurry up, bro. Got to hurry up over there. Uh, reading a book of bad ideas. What beer are you drinking, by the way? Southern Tier Pump King, bro. The oh, yeah, only pump. Oh, the only pumpkin beer. How could I forget? There are no. There are no there are no alternatives. Um, is that is that what you're doing for beer too? Uh, yeah. All right. Let me three. Oh, 
three, two, one. Oh. Um, shout out to our to our favorite toppling Goliath. Yes, yes. Pseudo Sue, dude. I I got a twelve pack, and um, they're twelve ounces. They're like regular size cans. Oh, I've never even seen that. Me either. I thought I was getting the bigger cans, and I opened it. And I was like, huh. But like, what a joy just to like have a little beer that's like not gonna screw you up. Because yeah. you figure, what the tall boys are like five something percent. No, they're like nine percent. No, no, not the king Sue, the pseudo Sue. Oh no! Well, there's. I thought they were still pretty high. Oh uh, no, I thought they were five something. I don't think um, so. I think you're. Uh, I think you're off base. Like your uh, internet uh, search history. Um. Okay. You know, because well, you, you use sites that haven't been updated since 2014, giving relevant information on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I meant to bring that up, too, on the purse bids, because we were citing purse bids. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was whoa. citing purse bids. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's not be too free and loose with the word we. Uh, I was citing purse bids, and it was it was box rack and like they they haven't updated their their purse bid history since like 2016 or something like that yeah that's why i was like huh where's the tiafimo fight and like it just wasn't in there yeah now you're gonna make me look at this um at this at this beer because just to prove you wrong on on the percentage of it look it up Son of a bitch. I, I haven't been on Untapped in so long that it logged me out, so I, <laughs> I can't even look it up. Yeah, well. Anyway. It's, not that, it's not that important. Um, okay, so two well, things we're doing here. Go ahead. Before we get into it. Okay. I say we still we still settle up here on our on our adventure of the Pick'em, the wild card movies. Uh, I'm gonna flip a coin. I say you call it. Winner picks next week's show or movie uh, to watch. Movie. Ugh, I was not prepared. Okay. Well, what do you have to prepare for? You have to just call it heads or tails. <laughs> what What are you gonna prepare for? Because then I have to tell you what movie to watch. Uh, yeah, it's true. Wait, how do I know you're not just gonna cheat? Why would I do? Maybe that? I should flip a coin. Are you gonna why now? Why Why would you insult my integrity like that? That's That's some real bush league shit you got going on, bro. Maybe you're the one with bush, bush league shit. I'm not gonna cheat. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it. Okay, I yeah, I pick tails never fails, but I if I lose, I'm gonna flip it. What do you mean you're gonna flip it? This just, just no. This is this is BS. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it. <sighs> I, why would I, I lie? Why would I Why would I lie? I did not agree to this. I stop being such a little baby. God, you're just, such a crybaby all the time. You're. You're, you're, tip, you're you are such a typical Pittsburgh sports fan. All you people do is cry. You you're like all those people that you complained about at the beginning of the podcast. This is you right now. Cuz yeah. you, you can't even do a, you can't even keep the integrity on a flip so you could you you could, you know, you're going to make yourself win. Why would I do? Uh, it's whatever. more collusion than goof. Yeah. Picking out names out of a hat to see that who, I, who I, picks on our fantasy. I have no doubt of that. Uh all right, what do you want? Heads or tails? Uh, tails never fails. All right, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's tails. You got it. Yes! Ha! You got it. Oh, I knew you had integrity in you. You got it, bro. 
Oh man. Oh, By the way, I got to take uh, in this moment. Although I'm gonna lie, I didn't flip a quarter. I flipped a uh, smart water bottle cap because that's all I had. All I have is a bottle cap too. So. <laughs> um, we'll save it to the end. So you don't tell me now. We'll save it to the end for what we're gonna do. But uh, you, you're, you, you get first pick now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cool. So uh, now, what did we do this week? This week, we decided before HBO Max takes them away to do the Suicide Squad 1 versus Suicide Squad 2. Uh, so we watched them. I had never seen the first one. Um, I think you had, correct? Uh, unfortunately, yes. I, you're going to you're going to hate me for my score. I, I I think I think 98% of the population is going to hate you. Yeah, I know. Nobody likes this movie except for me. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, what do you got? Give it to give it to us. It, what do you want? The synopsis? Dude, what no, just this Oh, oh, so I didn't do stream of consciousness for these two movies because okay, good. Because that's what these fucking movies are. They're just they random. Are. Yeah, they are just so random. Like I do this. Like my stream of consciousness is like just to kind of call out like observations and more the ridiculousness of things. That's all these movies are is just ridiculousness. Yes. Look, so, I, I do not want to do the synopsis because they are just so chaotic. Just talk about the movies. Yeah, that's all. It was chaotic what you, and frenetic. Yeah. Talk. So the first. So just this to level set. So the first so the one. First one Oh, hold on. I got, I got, okay. got this. You got, Relax. Okay, you, got yeah. you got me? So the first one the first one came out in 2016. This was right around the time DC wanted to start becoming like Marvel. So they put out the Batman vs. Superman, and then their next big play was uh, the Suicide Squad. So all-star cast, uh, Will Smith, Jared Leto, Margot Robbie. Was this your first Margot Robbie movie, by the way? I don't know. Uh, David Harbour. I, I mean, just rock star cast. Uh, and Common. Oh, I forgot Common was in it for a little bit. Yeah, he had a yeah, little cameo. Yeah. Um, and the I won't forget. Uh, Agent Agent Waller is played by Viola Davis, who I think she was big in the. Uh, she was big for that TV show, like where she teaches. She te- she taught a class on how to get away with murder. Maybe that's what it was called. How to get away with murder. Murder. She wrote. No, uh, it was definitely a TV show, I think, that she was... Oh, yeah, How to Get Away with Murder. That was, like, a big TV series on one of the networks for a while. So she was, like, perfect for that role. Uh, she was really good for that role, yeah. But the biggest... I mean, the biggest buzz about this, obviously besides Will Smith, because, you know, he's probably one of, you know, the top five biggest movie stars in the last 30 years, um, was that somebody they were going to be reprising the role of the joker for the first time since Heath ledger passed away and everybody was going nuts that it was going to be jared leto so guy give me talk talk about the movie um okay so basically what it's about is that um after the death of superman um yeah that viola davis is like all right we need to get all these metahumans to we need to get all the bad guys together to have this project x and we're gonna implant like nano bombs into their necks so and if they misbehave we're gonna blow them up but in the meantime we are going to employ them to do our bidding and fight bad guys um and so the original suicide squad is Will Smith is Deadshot, and he's a normal person other than he never, ever, ever misses, misses. a bullseye shot. Yep. 
Then there's Jared Leto as the Joker, who is just a skinny, more chaotic, more evil version of the Joker, I'd say. He was more of like a gangster version. More of a gangster, but like he 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 was evil and scary. Margot Robbie is uh, Harley Quinn, who was the psychiatrist to try and help the Joker, who ends up falling for the Joker and then jumping in the acid with him, and they fall in love, and she just becomes a psycho evil person as well. Um, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag, who's just like an ex army badass person who like leads this ragtag group who ha- is like the moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, Jai Courtney, I don't know who that guy is other than he boomerang. played boomer- boomerang. Well, you know, it's just a crazy ass Australian guy who like has these like boomerang blades that he could throw like hundreds of yards and like take people out. Fun fact for you. Cause you won't know this. Uh, maybe you will. Do you know who originally was signed on to play that role, but then had a scheduling conflict because the movie kept getting delayed? No. Tom Hardy. Ugh. Man. It might have been it might have it might have been Venom that kept getting in the way of it actually getting him being able to do it. it or that or that or Revenant, maybe. It was it was another movie where like they just couldn't work around it. But yeah, he was he was scheduled to uh to play Boomerang. Um Jay Hernandez who plays uh, El Diablo, who's basically just like a Mexican gangster with like tattoos like all over him, and can like basically make fire out of min- out of midair and like just tries to control his anger. But when he gets angry, just like can create fire and like incinerate everybody and everything around him. He was the uh, and that actor, for anyone who doesn't know him, he was the uh, what the, the strong safety for uh, Friday Night Lights, the movie. There you go. Yeah. Um, Adewale Akinowe Agbaje um, plays Waylon Jones, a.k.a. Killer Croc. It's a guy who somehow is a crocodile. He's a walking crocodile. Doesn't have a crocodile snout, but just has, like, scaly skin. I loved I loved the whole my, hold my beer moment in the second Suicide Squad <laughs> that goes with that character. Um, so he's just, yeah, he's just like a giant monster. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, Cara Delevingne plays, uh, Dr. June Moon, God. who, uh, is, uh, basically like a Indiana Jones anthropologist kind of person. Lara Croft. Yeah. And, um, she is in some kind of like what Mayan ruins or something. Yeah. And, uh, basically awakens this evil spirit called the Enchantress who takes her Enchantress. over. Yeah. And so the yeah, the Enchantress is evil, but the Enchantress is controlled by uh Viola Davis cuz Viola Davis has the heart of the Enchantress and she could just like stab the heart and hurt the Enchantress, but the Enchantress can like go across Enchantress. You're freaking me out. You got to stop that. Um can like go across the entire world in like a second and like anyway, it's crazy. Um and I think I think that's that's pretty much that's the main crew. Yeah, yeah. So what did um, you what did, what what did you like about this movie? We don't even need to go to synopsis, so because you I think I think you you pretty, uh, you pre- I think that... you pretty much you pretty much nailed it on the head. They're they're bad guys who were basically hired by 
the government to fight worse well, guys. Well, not higher. They're already in jail. Yeah, yeah, sorry. They're and, higher. And, oh, yeah. and they, they're getting their sentences reduced for doing these missions. Yeah, and so, yeah, their, their five life sentences are being reduced to, like, two life sentences. Um, I like it because uh, several reasons. Go through. One, Go I, ahead. I thought all of the characters were just, like, like way more like evil and 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 like the motivations were a lot more sinister than any other superhero movie other than uh what the boys but that's just like a that's different that's that's yeah. different than this yeah um um and the whole uh and and they they like actually like I wasn't expecting them to actually like kill off characters as they went and that actually like so many times movies they put these people in ridiculous uh, like untenable situations and then like they find stupid ways to get them out of it but this one actually was like nope you got you're in that dead. situation you're dead he dead um so that was cool um and it was just different it was just a lot of different stuff that i just wasn't expecting and as as I, like i i can imagine the things that people did not like about it was Jared Leto, I think he was, it, that would have been probably pretty controversial because just because uh, Heath Ledger just nailed well, the Joker so perfectly. Can I? Can and I this Joker was so different. Well, can I pause you? Sure. So, I think I the Joker is I think a main controversy for why people did not like the movie, but it had nothing to do with how Jared Leto played him or that he was taken over for Heath Ledger. It was the fact that the way the trailers and all the build-up to the movie made it seem like the Joker was going to be the primary character and leading the Suicide Squad, and he had such a smaller Limited role. Yeah. He had such a small... It was ever, I think that really just pissed a lot of people off. They were like, so we we're only getting like eight minutes of Joker time? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, the big part the big part of the trailer, I think I think it was Super Bowl week, the Super Bowl trailer was the first one, and, like, the whole thing was like, oh, my God, are we going to see him? And, like, at the end, it was the Joker coming out um, when he's in the uh, the asylum when they got Harley Quinn, like, you know, like, tied up, and he, uh, he's he got the, uh, the heart pads, and he's like, this is going to hurt or something like that, and then everybody got so pumped, and the fact that he was – he wasn't even like you know like the ninth main character in this movie. Probably like I the think. third or fourth, yeah. Yeah, I think that really just a lot of people were just like turned off from that because they were like, see, oh. and again, I think everyone's preconceived notions of what they thought it should be is why it got such bad scores. Yeah, I, yeah, so, I think so, I think that was the main reason. That and um, the whole enchantress thing, which enchantress, is, you're really freaking me out. But um, again, I. I, it was a stretch to have the whole heart thing and like the whole like like she's like a ghost from another dimension thing and like I get it that that's a stretch but I I don't care that that was scary as shit I I thought that was well done yeah and I think the uh, um and the way they defeated her I I was okay with I thought it was fine especially the way like Diablo sacrificed himself that was sick um yeah just like the whole thing where it was like the mission was uh like they were going to save waller and stuff it just that was like kind of anticlimactic i was like oh that's oh that's what we're doing it just like uh, there were just so many like uh uh, uh i don't know kind of moments in it that i just I, like, I liked uh, it i thought listen i thought i thought will smith was really good in it 
Um, a lot of people yep. didn't. I I mean, I I thought he was great um, as Deadshot. Margot Robbie is just. I mean, roll th- I roll tide doesn't even do it like, justice. Yeah, I, like I told you, I was like, I didn't realize I had an intense Margot Robbie uh, crush, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, I thought she was good again. I I thought Leto again. It's a different kind of Joker, but I thought like what he did do was really good. It just remind me he, more of the cartoon. Yeah, and that's what I think he was trying to play it as, um, yeah. like the Joker and Harley Quinn, like the series. But uh, you just didn't see enough of him. Uh, Waller, I mean, yeah, she's perfect as that like cold-hearted i'm gonna do like um you know i have no moral compass like uh but my goal is to to uh complete the mission it doesn't matter what happens or doesn't how we get there if I sacrifice these, these yeah low which again that was even more on display in the second movie but that yes. I, I thought she was great i even flag was fine like that guy like he's uh he they tried to they tried to give him a little bit of a push there for a couple of years to be a big actor and he kind of crapped out similar to um the actress, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, that plays uh, the doctor who is the Enchantress. Um, well, you know what she was in. She's in a bunch of stuff. No, not a bunch of stuff, no. Uh, okay, what are you thinking of specifically? She was in, excuse me, she was in, um, what was that, Carnival Row? She was. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah, she played uh, like the, the main character. The, she was the fairy with Orlando the Bloom. The fairy, yeah, 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 yep. with Orlando Bloom, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they were. She like they thought she was going to like really blow up and be all over the place. And I like she kind of. I mean, I mean, she's had a solid career so far, but like not to what I think the extent that they wanted they were to. to get her. Yeah, like what did she do? She did. Uh, she did that weird sci-fi, like Valerian, that weird movie. I don't know if you remember the trailer for that. No. That was supposed to be a big franchise. It flopped. Like she, like she was definitely going to be part of the DC universe, and the Suicide Squad flop that she was in. Um, yeah, just a lot more flops than than hits. So, yeah, so far we'll see how we get there. Well, I mean, so, Carl, but except for Carnival Row, which was really good. Yeah, I was I was mixed on Carnival Row. Um, do Do you want to do the True Brew rating now, or do them both at the end? Uh, let's do them at the end. Okay. So then. Oh wait, hold on. Here's the. So you want the stats for this one? I saved it. The Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. I so guess. yeah. So the the critic score, twenty six percent. The audience score, fifty nine percent. Yeah, which just blows my mind because watching it after the fact, and I again I. The only thing I could say is it must be what people's expectations were because I'm telling you, I, I thought I, it was great. A, a huge, a huge part of it was the joke was the Joker not actually being like the leader of the Suicide and, Squad. And, and I thought, and and maybe it was just because I knew that people didn't like it, and going in, I just expected just non like like it to be terrible, and it was good. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see if I can get any like actual. Like review, yeah, like just any reviews here. Of course, my internet's being slow. Ah. Critics consensus: Suicide Squad boasts a talented. Oh wait, I just lost it. Uh, oh my gosh! Hold on. Suicide Squad boasts a talented cast and a little more and a little more than a little more humor than previous D- DCEU efforts, but there aren't enough to save the disappointing end result from a muddled plot. Thinly written characters and chopping directing. 
Yeah. Um, At least the soundtrack is good with such gems as Sympathy for the Devil, Fortunate Son, and Without Me. But it makes sense that no one thought to include Ozzy Osbourne's Suicide Solution since Suicide Squad isn't the answer to anyone's prayers. It's plain to see now that the Burgoyne comic book movie wars are over. Almost as they began, DC seems to have no clue as to how to properly use its characters while Marvel keeps chugging along, laughing all the way to the bank. Taken at face value, Suicide Squad is an argument for recruiting fascist scum to fight in America's wars overseas and presumably at home. Anything goes in the fight against terrorism. This is great. This is great. I love... How, I love... how is that comment even valid? <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with what went on in the movie. That's, that's like, that's like the, the critic on A Quiet Place. That, it, that the, the, whole, the whole purpose of the franchise is, uh, is pro-choice. Is to talk about pro-choice versus pro-life. Yeah, exactly. Oh man! All right, so that was so that's the first one. You're one of the few people I've ever met that said they enjoyed it. Uh, I'm sure that's going to definitely help your future poll results. Uh, the Suicide Squad 2021. What do you got for us? You want me to? Just, you want me to pull the cast up? Uh, I I don't know. I just I'm just reading these things. On, I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes the same as you did. And these people for, the, for, the, for the new one or the old one? The old one. Oh, uh, stupid. stupid. Yeah. Well, so the new one, I, and I'll tell you, like the trailer for DC, DC is amazing at trailers. Like They always do a great job to get make you think that the movie's going to be great. And so they, like, they had like a 20-man suicide squad rolling in their trailer, which was, I was like, oh my God, like the, the first one, you know, was kind of out there and all over the place. What's this one gonna do? So, Michael Rooker, who is our uh, oh, yeah. our our wa- our Walking Dead, uh, one of our Walking Dead favorites, um, Daryl's brother Merle, he played Savant. Uh, we got our man Joel Kinnaman back as Flag. We got uh, Jai Courtney back as Captain Boomerang. Uh, some guy that played Javelin. Some weird girl I don't know played Mongol. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson was in yeah, the guy from the uh, which we have to do this at some point. The King of Staten Island. Uh, uh, Sean Gunn played Weasel, <laughs> the Weasel. Which Jesus. Uh, Robbie's back as Quinn. We got Stephen Blackenhart as Briscoe. Uh, what do you call Stallone. The Sly Stallone played the. You thought the Crocodile Man was out there? Now we got Sly Stallone playing a. Uh, a giant no, shark, no, no, man. The, yeah, a, a walking, talking giant shark. Um, and then we got the two. Uh, we got the two, the two stars of this, which I I couldn't believe when they pulled Idris Elba. I, I'm, maybe I'm a I'm I'm a big Idris Elba guy. I love this dude. Uh, he played Bloodsport, which is basically Death or not Deathstroke. What did we just say Will Smith's character's name was Deadshot. Deadshot. It's like the exact same thing. Uh yeah, down so they to ba- like down to like the distressed daughter and everything, and even almost their uniforms. Uh, so pathetic, interesting. Um, and then John Cena, uh, played Peacemaker. Oh, and uh, sorry, and D- Delena Melkor played uh the Rat Catcher. Rat Catcher two. Yes. Um, and then uh, Margot Robbie reprised her role as Harley Quinn. Yeah, sorry, I thought I said that. Um, it was directed by James Gunn, I think, who is the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, off the bat, and I maybe I'm trying to find that to make sure I'm not misspeaking. But again, if yeah, James Gunn, I 
I didn't watch it when it first came out because I was like, the main thing that they're showing me in all these like TV spots is they're focusing on making sure that I know that James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, is directing this. Basically like, hey, listen, uh, we know our shit sucked, but we're getting this Marvel guy, so uh, this is going to be good. So I kind of lost faith from the get-go. Yeah, and, and it was the tenor of it. It's so funny because I didn't realize that that's what it was. And I'm thinking, like, this was so much more like Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy it, compared to the first one. So it was like it was like Guardians of the Galaxy meets Grindhouse because it was, like, way more, like, bubbly and funny with just, like, a lot more, like, absurd gore. amount yeah. of gore. Like, but not, like, believable gore, like Grindhouse gore. Yeah. And, I mean, in the first five minutes of the movie, uh, like boomerang dies we like 15 out of the 20 suicide squad members die yeah, so, so what it is 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 again they they recruit this the suicide squad out of this prison so these people can get reduced sentences and it's it's viola davis again firstly i'll say i didn't realize it was a sequel i thought it was like a, a, like I thought they were oh like they were just first. redoing it <laughs> Oh, I thought the fir- like well the first one sucks so let's let's like reboot this and start over like they did with all the Spider Mans yeah and um and then I was like huh that that's the lady from the first one and then I was like wait a minute that's the guy from the first one and I was like oh crap so I didn't realize it was a sequel so uh it, again so they recruit uh all these all these meta humans to be for Project X and they send two um suicide squads in and i forget what island were they in oh god i don't know hold on it was um cordo maltese yeah um and so they they send in the first suicide squad that basically gets wiped out by the um army from the cordo maltese but that basically creates a diversion for the second squad to go in almost undetected um and then their whole point is that they get to this uh, Nazi-era um, facility that's basically like this big tower where they had experiments on an alien that was a probably 35-story starfish, starfish. With a and giant eyeball. With an eyeball in the middle and like... They thought they had to go, like, shut down the program, and then really it was the U.S. government that was running all these experiments on this starfish alien on all the Cordo Maltese people, and they were trying to, like, harvest it into a weapon, and, uh, I don't know, one thing leads to another, and basically the suicide squad... They basically sent them in there to recover and destroy any evidence that the U.S. was involved with it. Yeah, John Cena ends up like being like the government's lackey to like, hey, let's destroy all the evidence. But then the guy from the first one is like, no, or no, yeah, the guy from the first one was like, no, the people deserve to know. So then it's like, kind of like uh, they turn on each other, kind of thing. Flag, yeah, flag. I-, I don't know. John Cena never seems believable in anything to me. Oh wow, we're really different on this one. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like. I, uh, Idris Elba was the exact same thing as Will Smith. Uh, the starfish was ridiculous. We're so um, ridiculous. Um, uh, John Cena. Uh, I, maybe it's just because he has hair, and like I, I just see him with hair, and I'm like, you're, you're just not believable in anything you say or do. Because he's got hair. <laughs> yeah, probably because I'm like, I can't take you seriously. Margot Robbie was a lot more 
bobbly and he basically has your haircut like what okay and if i became famous being a bald wwf wrestler then and then i i came with my haircut second like secondly then i think uh i mean he wasn't bald he had like a crew cut okay whatever go ahead margot robbie bubbly yeah she was just like way different than the first one um and all of it was just like way different. Like it was, it was just. Uh, I will say, I, I definitely enjoyed like Polka Dot Man. <laughs> it was just so what's, what's, freaking stupid and what's random. What's he? What's he do? Throw polka dots? Awkward oh silence. Oh my god, that's what he does. That. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty hilarious. Um, and and Ratcatcher Two was was intriguing. Basically, she just controlled rats because her homeless drug-addled father was able to communicate with rats, and he taught her. Um, and Sly Stallone did great as the shark, but it was just kind of a weird character. I I don't know. Uh, the whole thing just kind of threw me off. Okay. Um, and then the whole starfish thing was weird. I I, I just thought so much of it was weird and out of place. Like it it it, it almost was the, like it was a a major parallel from the first one, and. Except for it was just like more humor and grindhouse and bubbly and less of the evil seriousness and darkness of the first one. I liked it better than the first one, mainly because I liked, amongst all the ridiculous and silliness of it, which is again we're dealing with metahumans and that the first one had again the enchantress was the uh, was the weird and like you know creeped me out. I thought it worked. Yeah, like Continue. that whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this was all going around this big, the giant starfish now. I just thought like the plot was better where it was like, okay, like it's a US, co- like like it's a cover up, like they're going to do this, like versus like, I like, I still don't, the first one, I'm still not sure what the point of the whole thing was. Like, I, anyway. No, the first one was, it was in the wake of, of the death of Superman. So she was pr- trying to prove that we need this. And then the Enchantress just got out and then they had to like, Contained. And then they had to rescue her and all this nonsense. Yeah, like whatever. I, don't know, I just, I, I, I just like the plot, like where the, the I, I liked the way the story underlying the underlying story of this uh, taking out the silliness. I, I just, I, it, I felt like it had a better flow. In this one, uh, it did have a better flow. I do love Idris Elba. I, I thought he was awesome. I was like laughing my ass off. Uh, why the hell? Why the hell would I want to leave? Um, <laughs> I thought it was that he was scared of rats. I just, I was just fucking dying when he was, uh, he was anything. His scene, the scene with his daughter in the uh, in the prison was funny. I, he was just really good. I thought John Cena was great. I think John Cena, like I, the last, the the fast. You and have the a low bar because he's a wrestler. No, I don't. Because I'm, not, I don't even, I wasn't even around when he was wrestling, but. Uh, I just think like the last few movies he's been in, he's done like he's really just embraced like um, John Cena, like just cause this like kind of goofball guy. Uh, but I dug him, except I I can't imagine how the hell he got his arms. To, I, I wonder if those were his real arms or if they like CGI the hell out of them, because like dude, he was like fucking swole as hell in that movie. Um, why are you in your underwear? Uh, that was really good. I thought they were good. The uh, Ratcatcher too. She was. Really, I thought she did a really good job um, in a movie like this where you're not really focused on like someone's acting range. I she was she impressed me. Uh, I mean Harley Quinn's. We I you didn't. There's a movie in between these. Jo, that's all about Harley Quinn. Uh, the Birds of Prey. 
that's got okay. her it's got her our uh our boxing enthusiast um rosie perez is in it uh so that that builds her character a little bit more which is probably why she was a little more it was about harley quinn or yeah oh no yeah it's all harley quinn oh, wow. it's all, yeah it's like right after the events of the i think it's right after the events of the suicide squad uh and the joker basically dumps her so it's all like it's oh like i a, was wondering where the joker was in this movie yeah so well i mean yeah every the same as everybody was wondering in the first movie but uh, yeah, I, th- like, I thought those guys. I thought those were good. I thought Flag was better used in this one. It was a little like when he wasn't him and the Doctor and the Enchantress. Uh, I-, I thought he was better used. But again, like I just, I just thought the plot was better. But again, the giant starfish was absurd. But you know, it's just that's kind of the purpose of the yeah. The, I, the they comic they books. just changed the tenor of it. And I thought the first one was darker and more evil and more and like scarier and more like yeah and yeah, this one was darker. a little this, this one, one was, was a little more bub- like it was a little bubbler yeah, bubblier, bubblier and like funnier and like lighter yeah i couldn't believe boomerang died in the beginning i'm like oh jesus it's like he's not he's not he's not the main character anymore um so that was pretty wild and she was uh what's her name viola right yeah I keep davis her. She was, I mean, she, Jesus, she even I'm, awesome. even I'm in there at some point and be like, can someone kill this bitch? She is just pure evil. Uh, yeah, she was so good. Yeah. Like she's going to blow it, blow them was up. Was it the second one when all, all of the, uh, all the, uh, like people who worked for her in the office were like taking side bets on. Who yeah. Yeah. Side, yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. They were, Cause you didn't really see, they weren't really focused, uh, in the first one, like the people that were working for her, they were yeah. just like more background, like the, uh. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they were more like star troopers and this they actually had like roles but yeah so i liked it and you didn't see in the uh you didn't see the after credits right because you were texting me about it yeah i didn't even realize there was there was stuff in the there was after credit scenes in both of these yeah well the first in the first I read one about it but I, uh, I well the first one's cool because it's yeah it's batman which and again that was probably the other thing i liked about the first one there was a couple of batman scenes in there and i'm, I'm a sucker for anything batman related uh but yeah in this one uh, Weasel's somehow still alive. He like wakes up on well, the I beach. I saw that, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and then oh you read about it, yeah, and then John Cena's. No, character. I saw the Weasel thing. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, and then Peacemaker's still alive. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, they find him the the uh, the blonde and the uh, the heavy set guy that reminds me of the dude from Big Bang Theory, the geologist. Yeah. Um, those they they find Peacemaker in a hospital. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, is that Bert? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Is it Bert? So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, listen, I enjoyed the second one. Uh, it's uh, well, let's go to the stats. So, the critics gave it a ninety-one percent. I, I don't understand. Just because people like the humor better, I guess. And the audience gave it an eighty-two percent. But what's, but, but what's odd is that it, like, I don't, maybe, maybe I don't know if that actually, it's, if it's actually true. People said this thing bombed, but like, it's got awesome scores. So, like, how did it bomb? Huh. Maybe know. maybe it bombed in the theaters and like a lot of people yeah. didn't go, but people still aren't going with COVID. So like yeah, maybe right. I'd be curious to see what the H what the HBO Max hits were. But like I I don't get how it could be like how how could it how could it get such good score? Or maybe people just didn't they, they didn't watch it right away because they were like oh this first one sucked I'll just I'll catch up to, I'll, I'll I'll catch this when I catch it. Yeah I don't know. Either way though, all right. Let's, you want to do? We can do our scores. I can't wait for this. Okay. Um, let me pull mine up. Oh, where'd they go? Okay. Suicide Squad one. Acting. 
I gave it a three. <laughs> oh man, I gave it a I gave it a two. Dude, Margot Robbie was amazing. I gave it a two. Jared Leto was good. Uh, I thought it was great. Okay. You're you're gonna you're gonna love this. You're gonna love my whole scorecard. Writing. Two two point five. One point two five. How? I just I just thought it was muddled. Like uh, that one critic said, it was just a muddled plot. I was like, eh, all right. How is it muddled? It's just muddled. Go on. Okay. Uh, in, impelling, uh, compelling argument. <laughs> uh, I just it was like what I just, yeah, I just thought the plot was messy. It was like it, plot, it just it, two point two five. Uh, one and a half. That I figured I, I I could be swayed on that just because I mean Enchantress and stuff is weird. Enchantress. But I I thought it worked. I I, I didn't. Okay, it's weird. I agree, it's weird. But there were no plot holes. Okay. Um, feel slash genre. I gave it two point seven five. Two. I was just so freaked out by all of them. I thought they were so like evil and freaky, and they just, they just didn't give two shits about just murdering anybody. That was the craziest thing about it. I thought they are bad guys. Rewatchability. I gave it a two. Uh, point oh five. Wait, point five or point. 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.05? 0. 0.05. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> 0.05, my lowest rewatchability score of all oh time. Oh, my gosh. No, that's not true. I gave I gave something a zero, I think. Uh, so my total score was 12.5. Uh, mine was 6.8. <laughs> that's the furthest we've been apart by far. But it averaged yeah, 9.6. 9.7 or something? 9.6, yeah, 5, yeah. Oh, my God. I guess my, my .05 is probably bringing it down. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So 9.65. I loved it, and I'm the only one. I'm out there on, on, on the island by myself. You're, you're there. Okay, Suicide Squad 2, acting. I gave it a 2.25. I gave it a 2.25 as well. Writing, I gave it a 2. I gave it a two as well. Plot, I gave it a two point two five. I gave it a two and a half. Okay, close. Feel slash genre, I gave it a two point two five. Gave it a one and a half. I mean, I, it's they're weird. I think they're. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, I thought they hit for what they were going for. Yeah. Uh, rewatchability, I gave it a two as well. Two and a half. Okay. So mine was ten point seven five on the on the second one. Guess what my score was? Ten point seven five. On the nose, man. Wow, that's the first time that happened. Yeah, ten point seven five. Um, so the second uh, combine ours, and, and the second one comes out stronger than the than the first. It, which it definitely 10.75 should. Ten point seven five versus nine point seven or nine point six five or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. There should there should be much more of a gap there, but that's neither here nor there. No. No, the first one was good. I liked it. All right. All right. We'll take it. Uh, well, the last order of business for, for today is um, Season 11, Episode 2 of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to give us a brief synopsis? And I'll yeah, just... so we so we ended we ended the first, uh, the 11-1, the premiere, with uh, the our 
our hero group they're they're ha- trying to go to some some type some type of uh camp where maggie and her people were held up where there's food and supplies before the uh what are these what are these bad guys called yeah before the reapers uh wiped out pretty much everybody and that's where they are uh so they went they had to go because of a storm they had to go basically what we had last night they had to go underground uh in a train station um and we see what really happens in the subway yeah and then so it ends it ends with maggie they're all climbing on top of the uh like a a a car of trains or subways whatever you call it um and uh she's like slipping and negan's just standing over her and he just leaves her to, to her fate because she basically said yeah i i'm probably gonna kill you at some point negan so and it that it was st- the end of episode one yeah so see so episode two basically starts out with of course like the begins with maggie right away and she falls into you know a group of like 12 walkers and somehow you just know she's gonna survive but uh it's basically them being you know daryl like we had talked about last week daryl went to go find dog who uh went off into a different area of the um of the tunnel and everybody else is in the subway car and so it's a back uh, that that part of the story is just back and forth between they're trying to they're telling stories and then they're trying to figure out ways that they can get out and then very quickly maggie gets into the subway car and punches negan and now it's like a whole uh well shit uh are we gonna kill negan because he tried to kill maggie and (laughs) negan's like no i didn't try to kill you i just didn't help you there's a difference um which was awesome and And they were like yeah same thing and he was like well she just admitted that she was about to murder me so why would i help her yeah and for some reason they all found that acceptable and just let him keep living yeah oh yeah that makes yeah that makes sense i have to say like we expected that i i was shocked that that reunion came so quickly yeah me too and i was shocked that there was no thing about like but i thought she would have shot him in the face immediately i thought they were i thought that they they were all going to get separated and then maggie and negan were going to end up together and have to work together to survive against the reapers like i thought that's later in the season is when you would see her reunite with the gang um and then, you know, of course, they'd have some cathartic moment. Maybe they'd have sex. And then, uh, you know, she'd come back and tell the group uh, that Negan didn't, you know, she she wouldn't tell them that Negan left her to die. But anyway, so that's that's the train car. Uh, Daryl's just going through the halls. Uh, he, the entire point of his story is for everybody every five minutes to just be worried that he's going to find dog dead and just chewed, chewed to hell by the walkers. Um he be- he runs into one of the I guess the old man and the kid that separated from the group at the end of the episode one. He finds him like a bloody mess, like basically dead. Like he's he's maybe got a couple of minutes left to live. Uh, and then after basically going through, uh, what would you call that? Like a ventilation system that Daryl was crawling through. Some some kind of. Some kind of side pipes. Some si- say some side piping system. He finds a bunch of uh, dead corpses where you know some kid left a note on a dollar bill for their parents. Blah blah blah. More stuff we don't care about. And he then ends up in the train, uh, and then he starts cutting off the walkers from behind and gets our gets our crew out of there. Uh, the one there's at one point they're telling like Maggie. Maggie's telling this ridiculous story about how it was just her and little Herschel 
on the road and some creepy guy offers asks her to help them and he'll give them food in return but she knew he was a bad guy and she turned the tables and there's these disfigured men in the house and i guess i guess the point was up upstairs there were like dead women walkers that had like babies that were being harvested inside some weird ass like weird rapey yeah. And the whole Basically, point, the whole point of it was just say like, there's a bunch of bad people out there. Which like, it took up like eight minutes of the episode. I'm just like, I, I was texting you. I was like, yeah, we get it. Like, yeah, the, we, we've we've lived this for eleven seasons. We we get it. There's bad people. Uh, one of the one of them is with you and bashed in two of your guys' heads with a baseball bat just for kicks to send a message. Yeah, like it yeah, was just exactly. so. It was just so dumb. Like, I, like I'm just like. Why do we need this scene? Like, what's yeah, you going nailed on? that. It was, it was stupid. Like, it, like yeah. we know there's bad people out there. Like, people try to eat you guys. Like, yeah, it. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally, you were ever. They were. They. They almost got. Uh, what do you call it? Bled out. Like, like, like a couple, a couple of pigs in a trough at one point here. So that was kind of silly. Um, then we have, you know, the other side. We got Eugene, uh, Unicum, um, Ezekiel, and uh, Princess. They're more and more now. They're trying to figure out what's going on here at the Commonwealth. Uh, Yumiko makes a big power play. She kind of goes into the, uh, the the people that are questioning her. Uh, big ass balls and basically just goes, yeah, I get what you guys are doing, blah, blah, blah. But I found this note from my brother. Uh, I can be a UC, you guys, me and my friends. Let's, let's get this down. And then one by one, they start uh, – you know they 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 start picking off the group and they leave Eugene because obviously now they have realized he is the weakest link. And again, I still think they just want to know whether or not they have a community because they obviously the woman that he was talking to on the radio at the end of last season is with some somewhere with the Commonwealth. So he's like he's a crying mess. They sit him down. You think he's gonna crack? He's sitting there telling him, "I have been lying. You're right. You're right. You're right." And then he just went on this huge, like, honesty channel where he's just basically saying, I, I, you know, I'm a lonely guy, I'm a virgin, uh, and, you know, I, although, although I've watched people have sex, which was so good, I'm like, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I've, watched, um, I've, I've watched the act more than I care to admit. Yeah, it was so funny. And he's just like, you know, I'm just lonely. And I heard this voice and thought maybe, maybe she could, uh, be my first and, uh, we could have a companionship. He's like, I know it's silly, but, you know, at this point in the world, it's just something to hang on. He basically said, you, that, that scene with Eugene basically saved what was an awful episode. Um, yeah. and he was so good and they believe him. Um, so they bring them all together. They bring the four of them together. And my, my favorite part of the episode, the, uh, I didn't catch his name, but the main Commonwealth, I guess, enforcer who's wearing like the red, uh, Mercer or something. Is it Mercer? Yeah. He's wearing like a red or orange. Um, yeah. Stormtrooper outfit, I love because because uh, what's his name Ezekiel had you know talked shit to him in the first episode and goes yeah what were you some B cop like you were you we call it, you couldn't hang it so you uh, you felt big about yourself in the old world and now you're you know picking up where you left off and then I love how he uh, <laughs> he he gives him something there when they're all in that room and he goes he goes yeah and I went to West Point dick or something like that i was like oh yeah. that was so good or i called him an asshole yeah, yeah i went yeah. to west point it was so funny um so now they're entering the commonwealth eugene meets stephanie so we'll see how that plays out and then the episode I feel like that, that's a fake stephanie i don't feel like that's. it could be one. it could be um and maybe, then maybe it's the real one maybe she's in on it though yeah um and then the episode 
then we we pivot back to the our other our other guys that are they're get they they get out of the train station uh they're walking on this creepy ass road in the middle of the night where there's nothing but dead bodies that are being hung from trees and they're like yeah let's just stay out out in the open here yeah, on the road keep going yeah yeah let's do this and then a couple of them. It was so funny because you're like, "Are you kidding me? That old guy is still alive!" And literally three yeah, exactly. seconds, three seconds later, he takes like an hour to the eye, and you're like, "Welp." Um, guess he's dead. I guess he's dead. And it's this awesome scene where like there's like twelve reapers that are like walking down the road as our heroes are scattering. Um, I I guess Angela Kang is a big uh, the Purge and is it Casey Jones? Is that the hockey guy from the Ninja yeah. Turtles? Oh yeah, you know because that yeah because that's basically what these Reapers are dressed like. So we'll see what happens. I, I I don't know. I guess our guys are scattered now and it'll be this whole big thing. Um, it, it was fine. I I thought it. I thought it. I thought the ep- I thought the season took a step back. I thought I really enjoyed the premiere episode. This to me seemed like they could have done way more and wasted way too much time again with that weird rapey story. Um, Dar again, this whole thing with the, it, it. This is all just some lazy. You, you said it best when you were when I was I was playing that clip from the prison before we went live, and you were like, "Man, the first three seasons are so rewatchable," and that again, it's because anybody could die. Like it was. Like it was kind of like the Suicide Squad, where you're like, oh yeah. Usually they find these movies find reasons to keep people alive against like the most ridiculous circumstance, and that's what The Walking Dead has gotten to. But before, that's not what it was. It was like, no, like if you got stuck in a room with 15 walkers, like you're dead. Like that's what's gonna happen. Um, and they've moved away from that, and that's the, the whole thing with Daryl is like, oh, dog's gonna die, and this is what they're setting up. Like I don't. There's so much more that you can be doing in the apocalypse than just doing this lazy thing with with the dog. Um, so I don't know where they're gonna go here in episode three. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's, I thought I, I thought it was acceptable to wrap up that portion of the plot in two episodes. I would have preferred it moved a little bit more quickly than that. Yes, agreed, and. Uh, I, I think I said in our season preview that, uh, our man Alden's probably not long for this world. And he was the moral compass when Maggie basically let that kid die in the train and get his, his shit ripped apart by the, oh, that, I'm glad you brought that up. That was, yeah, ridiculous. yeah, yeah, that really was. Uh, but Negan's the bad like, guy, right? Like they're going to get through the, the door anyway. So like, let the kid through to have another fighter instead yeah. you have another Walker to fight. That was yes. so dumb. Yes, exactly. And, um, and Alden, Alden was the, the moral compass the whole time. And we all know that once you become the moral compass in the show, you're going to die within a couple episodes. So I fully expect in the, um, in this thing where we're going to have all of our guys split up. So I guess Negan, I bet you Negan and Maggie will be split up together here in episode three and we'll see more of that. But I have a pretty good feeling that Alden's going to die here. It's episode three. That is the only thing that I can kind of guess slash guarantee. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Um, so that's The Walking Dead. And again, I mean, you know, Jeffrey Dean is continuing to just fucking hit home runs in every scene that he does. Every scene, every line. It's Yeah, just crushing it. Uh, I do. I think Norman Reedus has done really well here since Rick's, since Rick's left. Like, they've tried to give him more of a role and, like, some monologues. I think he's been yeah. really, He's been good. Uh, and again, I, Eugene, to me, that Eugene scene, uh, 
made me not completely hate that I wasted an hour and 14 minutes watching that episode. He was, he was fantastic. Uh, I, is it Josh McDermott? Is that the yep, actor's name? Yep, yep. Eugene brings the sex. He, yep. uh, yeah, he was, he was amazing. I didn't watch talk, any, anything worth noting on talking dead. Uh, I, I still haven't watched it. Uh, the preview was good. Um, I'm trying to think who was on. Um, uh, Maggie was on, right? Was it the one with Emily Kinney and Oh and, Beth. Beth was on. Yeah. She Eugene is it was very U- cute. Well, Eugene was on. Eugene, yeah. yeah, and then they would they video in Maggie. Like they videoed yes, in Jeffrey yes. Dean. Yeah, okay. Um, yes. And so it was good. It was a good talking. Uh, okay. It, and I'm glad they're back to putting that on the network instead of like, well, hop on the app and watch it. And I'm like, no. Yeah, like, this isn't this isn't ESPN boxing. Yeah, exactly. So um that's cool. And I guess some other uh, – a partial trailer of Fear the Walking Dead came out and like they're 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 going all in on this apocalypse nonsense, which awesome. Uh, oh, you mean the nuclear stuff? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you are uh, – the apocalypse, what an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, the nuclear stuff. They're going full-blown like radiation suits and how this is – somehow they found a – they <laughs> – they developed a little uh, baby poncho radiation suit here. The trailer you can see with Morgan and uh, the doctor. And uh, The World Beyond had a mini trailer on during The Walking Dead. It comes back October 3rd. and it, it it's They're sticking to their guns. It is the last season. So they're only going to have two. And the big spoiler there is that our girl Jadis is going to be in this season as part of the Commonwealth. So yeah, we're gonna, how about that? So we're going to get a little bit of her, which means this is just going to be more teasing of are we ever going to get to these Rick Grimes movies? Yeah. Yep. But October 3rd, so it's coming quick. I, I think is uh, I think Fear might I think Fear is coming back at the same time. I think they're going to be running those two shows parallel. They are. They are. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, uh, so we'll like see a week or two apart, but yeah. Yeah, so we'll see we'll see how that goes. Uh I'm so disinterested in fear. Obviously, we'll watch it to talk about it. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now that I've seen Jadis, and it looks like maybe they'll start tying some more uh, Walking Dead like links into well, the show. That's High School Musical. That's not fear. No, I know. Well, that's what I was about to say. I'm more, I'm more oh, you're interested. More fear. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm now more interested in maybe paying attention to the uh, the world beyond real time because I I only watched one of them live when that was going on and then uh, I caught them I, after that. Yeah, yeah. Because again, once we had the High School Musical episode, I was like, I'm I'm done. This is not worth me spending uh, <laughs> an hour every week devoting to it. I'll just wait. So uh, yeah, I think it'll be you know we'll see where we go with these guys and how much interplay we'll get between. But I'm 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 gonna stick with my guns that we see. We see Madison back in crossing over in uh, the from in, your lips to to Scott Gimple's ears, right? I think we're gonna. I think we will see her crossover in one of these shows. We said Jadis, and now she that's confirmed. Now she'll be back. Uh, and I'm still, I'm still. You know, you're. Let's be honest. You try, like you do your best. You know, you got kids, you got wife, you got a lot of responsibilities. So creativity and being right and winning polls isn't really your strong suit. But I hope to God that you're right about this ending of just old man Rick and old man Morgan in some rocking chairs on a porch, just like, you know, thinking back about what that what they went through together. Yep. That would exactly. that would be the greatest ending that they could have at this point to The Walking Dead. The two guys that started started it end it. Yep, exactly. So Um 
Or or like Rick will have a um some you know you'll find out Rick fathered another child who uh has some type of some type of health condition because of uh radiation fallout and then Morgan uh gets this awkward like smile or like look on his face like uh yeah, I kinda pushed that button, bro. My bad. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> um all right. Well before we wrap up here, uh you you I owe you a homework assignment. Yeah, we, I'm kind of mad. I had the I, oh God. I I actually was going to switch to a movie that I'm going to make you watch. That it's an amazing movie, but you'll hate it. I was going to switch it to The Wolf of Wall Street because of your Margaret newfound love for Margaret Robbie, and that is her at her finest. So you're um, you're the one missing out. What do you got? Okay, I, I, there's three that come to mind. I'll, I'll do dealer's choice. Well, just no, just pick one because then you're gonna you gotta save no, them. No, you gotta, no, you uh, got okay. Tell me, it's it's Tremors, Deliverance, or um, the Dollar movies. With the with what Clint movies? Eastwood. The Dollar movies with Clint Eastwood. Oh, uh, fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Tremors one. Is that Kevin? That's Kevin Bacon's, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do tremors and I'll uh I'll get back to you. Oh, this is gonna be delicious. This is gonna be amazing. Yeah, I feel good about that. Can't wait till next week. All right. All right. You live man. I guess we'll well, I I guess we'll have to we'll have to do another uh we'll have to figure we'll figure something out. Uh yeah, we'll have to do something live next week for then the next movie. Because we the purse bids two weeks away, so it won't be till the following week on the pod. Okay. We we have some football stuff coming up. Um, yeah. We, I, actually, we might record Wednesday next week. So that way, we can get the Thursday game in there. Yeah. Um. So we we have some fun football stuff on the horizon. Should we should we should we live pod? We might have to live pod during a fantasy football draft. Oh, that would be fun. Because that's all Wednesday too, right? I think it's Monday. Oh, geez. Okay. No, it's Wednesday. It's totally Wednesday. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, sure. Show up Wednesday. <laughs> uh, I all I need is my two keepers, and I'll still I'll still season sweep you for the third year in a row. Okay, sure. So, all, all right. right. On that note, Drew, as always, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cordial right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>